This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Looks like Tesla is going to redesign the Model 3. Reuters reports it's part of a program codenamed Highland, which is an effort to cut manufacturing costs and update the styling. Tesla is going through the existing Model 3 to figure out where it can get rid of unneeded parts and reduce its manufacturing complexity. The redesigned model will be built in Shanghai and Fremont and will come out in the third quarter of next year. Tesla is also working on an all-new low-cost platform, what some have called the Model 2, but the Highland project is different from that. Apart from a slight front-end styling change on the Model S and X six years ago, Tesla has deliberately avoided redesigning its EVs. So a design change to the Model 3 would indicate that the company recognizes it needs to refresh the way its vehicles look to keep sales strong. European automakers are really mad about the Inflation Reduction Act in the U.S. The IRA only gives out subsidies to EVs that are made in North America with batteries made in the U.S. or with approved partners. The EU is demanding an immediate fix so that its vehicles can qualify. But time is running out. The IRA goes into effect in 2023, and it would take a minor miracle to get the U.S. Congress to act that quickly. Meanwhile, it looks like the Hyundai Group is doing a better job of reading the political tea leaves. It already announced it's going to invest nearly $2 billion to open a battery plant in the U.S. in 2026 with SK on. That plant will produce 20 gigawatt hours annually, which is enough to power 300,000 EVs. And now Hyundai and LG Energy are considering opening two more battery plants in the U.S., likely in Georgia, near the new EV plant that Hyundai is building. Those battery plants will have an annual capacity of 35 gigawatt hours, enough to power 1 million EVs. Stellantis is shaking up its dealer network in Europe. Starting next July, it's going to adopt what they call an agency model. That's where the automaker takes control of sales and pricing, and the dealer only does deliveries and service. The agency model will first be applied to dealers in Austria, Belgium, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands, and then will roll out to other markets in Europe. While Stellantis, Ford, and GM would love to do this in the U.S., strong dealer franchise laws prevent that from happening. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Nissan is launching an all-new version of its Serena minivan for Japan, which first went on sale in 1991. It's a fairly narrow vehicle with upright sides, which gives it an overall rectangular shape. That's then highlighted with a few angular kickups at the front and rear, as well as a large grille and back glass and LED lighting. The Serena is powered by either a gas engine, which is paired to a CVT, but it's not providing a lot of details, 
or Nissan's second-gen e-power system that uses a 1.4-liter gas engine to only charge a battery pack, which then powers the electric motor. The small van can hold up to eight passengers and features two digital display screens along with a flat control panel that houses the push-button gear selector. It's also available with Nissan's driver assistance system called ProPilot. Sales of gas models start in the winter, while e-power models kick off next spring, with prices ranging from about $20,000 up to roughly $34,700. Renault's performance brand Alpine is going electric and wants to expand to more markets, and that could mean a return to the U.S. As part of its future dream garage, Alpine has already teased what looks like a sporty version of the Renault 5, a small crossover, and a likely replacement for the Alpine A110. But Renault's CEO, Luca DeMeo, says it will have two additional EVs, a midsize, and a larger SUV. The first is scheduled to hit the market sometime around 2027, and they'll be developed on either a Renault-Nissan Mitsubishi platform or one from, and this is intriguing, a, quote, leading EV player. And it's these vehicles that DeMeo thinks would fit in in North America. We'll believe it when we see it, though. Relaunching the Alpine brand in the U.S. will be expensive and time-consuming, and it would be far faster, cheaper, and simpler, we know you might laugh at this, but to relaunch them as Nissans. GM may have killed off sedans in North America, but it's keeping the segment going in China. Chevy showed off the design of a new Altium-based electric vehicle called the FNRXE concept, which previews a production model that's supposed to debut next year. We think the front-end design looks closely related to the Blazer and Equinox EV. While the roofline extends nearly to the back of the vehicle, creating a short deck lid, which leads to a long light bar that stretches across the entire rear of the vehicle. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Foreign automakers had a great time in China in the last decade, but not so much right now. Ford and Mitsubishi saw their production drop 65% from 2017 to this year. GM is down 40%, Volkswagen 33%, and Mercedes was down 8%. There are two winners, though. BMW saw its production go up more than 7%, and Toyota was up more than 14%. In fact, Toyota now produces more vehicles in China than any other foreign automaker. And here's our Autoline Insight. Foreign automakers kind of took sales in China for granted and failed to introduce a steady cadence of new models. And they failed to recognize that EVs would catch on so quickly and did not anticipate that domestic Chinese automakers would be so competitive in EVs. Now the foreign automakers are scrambling to make up for lost time, but they will probably never regain the production levels 
that they enjoyed only five years ago. Could low-carbon e-fuels save the internal combustion engine? Yes, they could. If you can take the carbon out of gasoline, ICE vehicles would have almost the same carbon footprint as electric vehicles. But we learned some problems with e-fuels at the SAE's North American International Propulsion Conference, like this. It takes three times the energy to make e-fuels compared to gasoline, and the cost is three times higher too. Even more problematic, there are no large-scale production facilities for e-fuels today, and none are being built. Meanwhile, EVs and fuel cell vehicles continue to make significant improvements. So it seems highly unlikely that e-fuels will arrive in time to save the piston engine. Tesla's full self-driving beta software is now available to all customers in North America. Previously, it was only available to a limited number of owners with a high safety score. The system allows the vehicle to automatically drive to a location entered into the nav system, but the driver must still pay attention while it's activated. So now it's available to anyone in North America as long as they paid for the FSD package, which was recently raised to $15,000. Tesla has also been criticized over the lack of driver monitoring for its autopilot and FSD systems. The technology requires the driver to keep their hands on the wheel while it's engaged. However, the vehicle is not able to detect if the driver's hands are on the wheel. It can only detect torque applied to it. And that led to some owners using defeat devices to apply pressure to the wheel in order to trick the system. But now Tesla has issued an update that can detect those devices and automatically shut down autopilot. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.